0: This Warriors Life slash Fonzie Talks Warriors podcast twenty twenty two episode nine for us of the season, but the first with all three of us, Will, Brad, and Fonzie, the gang back together again, uh, fellas. Welcome, Friday afternoon. How is?
1: And I'm. I'm, I'm good. Will it's uh, it's great to be here with both of you for the first time this year. Like you said, we had a couple of really good long rambling. Um, intelligent chats at the back end of last year I remember with the lockdown one and a Christmas one so uh, good to get the thruple back together and um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's good to be doing I think our third um, crossover pod and um, I think we're probably at a place now for this year I should say and we're probably at a place now where it's time to stop talking about crossovers so much as you know what I do and and my content sort of just being a part of your um, your tent, the This Warriors Life tent as we as we go forward.
0: Uh, yeah, great to have you on board. Obviously, Fons, Um Remember the first time I listened to to uh, to your podcast, probably thought of you as maybe a bit of a competitor, to be honest. And then uh, so I wanted to, wanted it to be terrible. Then I listened to it and realized how good it was um so yeah it's, it's good to have formed this partnership done all these pods together and, um, and get your insight you know bask in the bask in the sunlight of fonzie
1: well brad i want to bring you in now because i mean i tried to get brad to come across to my pod late last year and he being the kind of like is he stuck solid with your will even i know too of... much about him mate i've got <laughs> too much dirt on. so so I've reluctantly had to come into a three-way here. What do you what do you think about this, Brad?
2: Ah, oh, afternoon, ladies. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the fact that we've got this power thruple going there of warriors talent. Um, glad you can bring the intelligence because God knows I lack it when it comes to actually breaking down the game of football. I think that this is this is pretty rad. Everyone yeah. plays their bit. Will's got the Will's got the history side of knowledge on everything. You've got. Breaking down the game like no one I've ever met in my life can do, and <laughs> I guess I'm just a bit of the furniture in the background trying to trying to keep up, not look too silly. Um, well, you're much more than that,
0: Brad, and everyone knows what you bring. Um, that's uh, tangents tangents up the wazoo. And speaking, <laughs> of, do you want to do you want to finish off the um, amazing pants saga that he started? Last time you were on a couple of weeks.
2: It's been a long two weeks happened. Yeah, it was. It was it was quite um quite a detailed conversation the other week, wasn't it? But yeah, no, I that Friday headed into um went to Just Jeans. And this is the first time I've ever been into a Just Jeans and by Christ, it's just jeans, isn't it? (laughs) Floor to ceiling. Like it's like two stories high of jean racks. I was this this young fella's there hitting me up, oh do you want a low rise, high rise, carrot, uh, taper, slim? I was just lost, like back in the day. I don't know. Are you our age, Fons? What sort of age are you rocking?
1: It's- yeah, I think I'm your age, thereabouts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Back when we were young, it was blue black, or or blue black. Remember the blue black Levi's? <laughs> Everyone went through a phase of getting blue, but but now it's all these cuts. But I'll oh, oh, stand up actually because I knew this question was coming. I thought I'd I thought I'd don the blue pair for you, and just let you just be the judge. Uh, is it? Is yeah. that, see, there's a. I haven't
1: got so, much of a bum, so... So, for those at home, Brad's Brad stood up, and uh, he's pulled up his white T-shirt and shown us a pair of a pair of light-coloured... Is that some kind of horizontal stripe pattern across the crotch I here, Brad?
0: Is it, is it's, it... it's something the camera
2: is picking up, I think. Like okay. a bit of like a
0: stressed uh, kind of look. Yeah,
2: it's a distressed look. It's a distressed. So, I went, I went a black pair, distressed, yeah. with holes, went for the rips. Yeah, went for the yep. rips and the black pair, and these pair haven't got any holes. But gee, they're comfy. That stretchy denim that they do these days.
1: Yeah, it looks like you could probably probably fit a fair bit in those pockets, mate. They're a bit big. You think didn't they try and get you down a size there? Or?
2: Oh, um, I went to. There are thirty three. Yeah. Thirty three. I didn't know that it existed. I always thought it went up in even numbers, but there are thirty three with um with a thirty four leg boys. Okay. So I'm rocking the thirty three leg. Ah, uh, thirty-four leg, uh, but, thirty-three weights but For yeah, now it's probably uh, a size too big. In. What's that? Yeah, to fit those big tree trunks in there of yours. Oh no, they're not. I actually tangent first one. Ding a ling a ling. I went, to, I went to the osteopath. I've had some back drama last, and I went to the osteo last week, and he was sitting there, and this this really hurt my pride. Uh, he goes, "Oh, you know what? You need to lift some weights. You've got no muscle." And I was like, what? I said oh, I was thinking of doing yoga or some fitness. Guys, nah, don't worry about fitness. You <laughs> a, you actually need to build some muscle. That's why you're getting these problems. So, so hopefully these fit. I'll fill these out. Come come summer, Trace Trace, Trace won't be able to keep a hands off me. <laughs> Do some squats, mate. Um, but now, these just... pants I've noticed have taken taken away. People aren't noticing my uneven ears and lack of shoulders anymore. Oh, and I just yeah, no, they've been a hit. Because you bought them for an occasion. Were, were they a smash hit? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. No, I wore the black ones that night. No, they went down a treat. It's, it was a shame because it was another guy's birthday. And, like, everyone was just talking about my pants instead of actually celebrating the fact he had turned 40. Um, so I felt a little bad. But, hey, got to
0: take the compliments when you can, eh? What about you, Fonz? What sort of pants are you, I Can imagine you like, a, a classy boot cut or something like that?
1: Uh, footy shorts, mate. That's that's footy shorts. Pretty much every day, footy shorts or uh, commando,
2: commando as well. Yeah, I don't, put your, I've put your leg up on a chair, commando footy shorts.
1: See, I don't mind sort of. I think footy shorts are dual purpose. You can swim in footy shorts, right? Mm, is my is yeah. my take. So, if you if you're thinking about footy shorts as boardies as well, well, you go commando boardies, right? So, I think it's perfectly valid to go commando in footy shorts. I
2: think um,
1: so. Just not the super short ones, else you get a bit of bit of trouble at certain
2: angles and stuff. So <laughs> up to the age of about fifty, when every, I hear everything starts, gravity takes effect at about fifty. So forty shorts to fifty, maybe. Ta-da. Commander, commando. Anyway,
1: I'll, I'll be wearing footy shorts as long as I go, mate. If it's eighty, yeah? it's wow. eighty. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Any any team? Do you mind what team you roll?
1: No, I, I like um I like more your neutral colours, your blacks, your dark blues, oh, um, yeah. your so whites. The same ones. No, 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 just so you can wear them with anything, you know. You can wear them yeah. with, you yeah. know, a collared polo. You can wear them with a singlet. You can wear them with a jacket. You know, like, yeah, yeah. you, know, if you start, It starts looking a bit bogan if you're wearing actual team footy shorts to <laughs> occasions, you know what I mean? But if they're just, <laughs> if, they're just dark, if they're just straight dark blue, I mean, you know, it's classier, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: well I hear where
2: yeah. you come from. Hmm? So you just row them with, like, a R.M. Williams boot. No, thongs. Thongs. That's yeah,
1: sweet. Yeah. Nice. yeah I nice. think you'd look silly if you wore anything other than thongs. <laughs> yeah. You <know. laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, you got to keep it consistent, you know, and, and you've got to keep the direction consistent. Like you you got to – you can't go like dressy on top, footy yeah. shorts, dressy at the bottom, or the footy shorts look weird. Yeah. Whereas if you go sort of nice shirt, footy shorts, thongs with holes in them, you know, it's like a consistent run down ah. the body,
2: yeah. Fade to casual. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, nice. Oh, that's bloody good. Oh, that's the fashion side of things covered off for the week. Yeah, no, well, should we do our
0: um, short Warriors segment then? Mm. Yeah, let's talk about them. Where do you want to start, lads? Well, the, the game on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good place to start. 22-14, we went down to the Roosters. This was a weird watch for me. I watched the first half uh, at Whangarei Airport on my phone, the second half. Auckland Airport on my phone, in the Coro Club, actually. Um, la da And, yeah, so I couldn't get a real good feel for the game. I certainly didn't have that same – I noticed all the horrific calls, but I didn't get that same sort of emotion when you, are you know, eight beers deep in front of your own TV kind of
1: thing.
2: Yeah, I was, um, I was quite entrenched in the first half, but then sort of faded out. Like I still watched it, but not as closely. In the second half, it seemed to seemed to peter out for me a little bit as a watch. It was a frustrating old game. I, 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 we didn't pay bad. The defense is sweet. The attack's still shocking. And our our first set after points, we knocked it on every single time. That that although none of those occasions that led to points, it still broke me. It's yeah. fundamentals. Especially the first two were pretty bad. The
0: Fenua Blake one, we obviously should have got the penalty from the referral. But uh, Fonzie, you would have watched it a bit more closely than us, I feel. Um, fan base was a meltdown over the over the tough calls, uh, you know. But was that why we lost, or was there much more to it than that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there were some calls that annoyed me in that second half. No two ways about it. Um, but no, I, I don't think we. <clears throat> we can be blaming the ref for that one. Um, There's a separate issue with the refs because Graham Annesley came out this week and did you see He directly addressed this and said, oh, there's no conspiracy and so on, which was just weird, I thought. Like by the time you have to have a press conference where you say there's no conspiracy, you've already lost. I thought that was very strange. And it also completely missed the point, right, which isn't that people think that the refs are sitting there plotting how they're going to get a Roosters win. It's that, People think there might be subconscious bias, right? Where a ref feels a different kind of pressure sending a Tedesco to the Simbin versus mm. sending a jazztavango to the simbin, right? Yeah. Like subconsciously, you know that one's a massive call and one's not. And so when you look at the same facts, your your subconscious reacts differently, which leads to a different outcome. That's that's what people are saying, I think. So I just read that,
2: that as well. That and that's got some merit, I think.
1: I, I think that's human nature, mate. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I, like refs are sort of probably trained to try and counteract it, but I don't think anyone can completely counteract their subconscious biases, you know. So, I mean, is, is there a such a thing? I'm convinced there is, but it's not a conspiracy and refs don't want that to be there and the NRL doesn't want that to be there. Like yeah. I don't think any of that's true. But before we even get there, right, I mean, you know, people saying, oh, it costs us a game. And, man, we got outplayed on the weekend. We got yeah. outplayed, consistently outplayed for the 80 minutes. And, and um, you know, like, come to me and with a sob story about refs in a game where we've been the better team and then I'll spend some energy on it. But in a game where we haven't, I'm just not going to waste any energy on it because we don't deserve to win. And the best way I can look at this was, like, in the first half, I was looking at the game going, we're completing it like 100%. And, you know, we're we're making almost no errors and we've got ourselves eight points ahead, but um, we can't make any yardage. Like, we're dead set relying on Sean Johnson's kicking game and Adam Fenua Blake's carries to get out of yardage. Beyond that, we're just going nowhere. Roosters are making 60 metres a set. And when they're in good ball, their shape's a bit rubbish. Like, they were off. The Roosters were well off in that Mm. first half. And the only time they actually got their shape right in a big left sweep, they scored. You know, we couldn't handle it. So. I was looking at it going, man, these guys are getting more, earning more good ball and if they get their shape right, they're going to cause us a lot of trouble. Then in the second half, we made a whole bunch of dumb errors and that was compounded by the ref. And the is sort of surged over the top of us and beat us. So I'd look at it and go, well, yeah, fine. The ref, um, there is this issue, but it's not – it wasn't the issue on the weekend. The issue on the weekend was how do we sort out our yardage um, and how do we get a bit – you know, discipline in key moments to me.
2: That's, yeah. Because that's... even yeah. one of those ref calls that everyone's barking about where Walsh got stripped of the ball and whoever, who who put it down? Arthur's. Arthur's, yeah. I, that was 50-50. That, I, I don't think that is a bad call from the ref. That was pretty, I think I'd be considering myself lucky had we been given that try. Or you'd be, be like, oh,
0: we jagged one there.
2: Jesus, we, that's yeah. good.
0: You'd be annoyed if the rooster's got a try and exact. Yeah, they
2: didn't know. They, yeah,
0: they didn't. Come on, but just, yeah, who's yeah. side on? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you, you would be annoyed. So yeah, yeah exactly. that's how close it is. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Really cool. I but, think the only the only one that was definitely wrong was a Fennel Black strip call, and yeah, that yeah, that, that was magnified because we actually challenged it. You know, yeah, so yeah. they should have had plenty of time, and they still got it wrong. That yeah, was yeah. that was really bad. Um, but the others were all 50-50s and the complaint isn't any one of those it's just that we didn't seem to get any of them you know what i mean so no. if, you get, if you got yes. three or four 50-50s in a game you expect to get two and we got none so and it's
0: i thought the pompey one was a penalty against us It's just that it was made to look worse by the fact that we weren't given one for a similar it was, situation yeah. Yeah.
2: it was just there was a, there was a 12 or 13 minute period where shit just didn't go our way that just yeah. and it just compounded and the, the game for Noah Blake won. The game was a sent
0: we've essentially lost the game by that stage, only kind of s- stayed in it off a piece of Reese Walsh genius.
1: That's um, what I mean. Like we weren't the better team. Like Reese Walsh jags this crazy kick that one um Watena Zelesnier scores off. And that gets us back in the mix where this Fanua Blake thing's even an issue, right? But yep. um yeah, I I don't know. I, I I think as a as a as a fan base and as a club. We, we probably need to just pull back on the ref stuff a bit. Like, seriously. So I, I went and did um, some analysis, which involved me scrolling through the NRL app on my phone on the bus to work and writing down some tallies in a little column, right? So um, on the weekend, we lost total yardage um, by some margin, and we had lower average um, metres per carry compared to the Roosters, yeah? So I went back and looked at all 48 games that have happened this year. And out of, <laughs> it's out a long of the long bus ride. <laughs> no, I made scroll on pretty quick. And out of the forty eight games, right? So thirty-eight out of forty-eight times, if you've got less total meters, total run meters, you've lost the game this year. Right? Oh, yeah. Out of the remaining ten, so where the team that did less total meters won the game, eight of them that team had more average meters, so they've run for less overall, but more per carry. Oh,
2: okay. Ah, yeah, right? yeah,
1: yeah. There's only been two times all year where a team's been worse on total meters and worse on average meters and won the game. And those two times were when we beat the Cowboys in Golden Point, yeah, and when the Tigers beat Parrot in Golden Point. Wow. In, sorry,
2: on a, right. field
1: goal, on a field goal. That so, is some outstanding stats.
0: Um,
2: man, and that's why you're on board. Yeah, so, that's why you're on board. So if, if you finish
1: a game where you've run less metres than the opposition and less average metres per carry, don't look at the refs, right? Go sort out your carries. You know what but, I mean? Yeah. That's, and that's what we need to be doing this week.
2: I've never, right from day dot, I've never liked this whole, oh, they don't want the Warriors to win a competition. I've, I think they'd fucking love it if we won the comp. Yeah, I, they would. They would. <laughs> would it be? Yeah. But um, I've, yeah, I've, I've never... Into this whole, the refs are against us. started that, like we do get the odd call, but we need to earn our we need to earn the right to be one of these Melbourne Storms or Roosters to get the rubber the green, and we've never earned it year on year out to get those calls.
1: Well, that's the thing. If we were sitting here now, and I was quoting those stats and saying, "and we won the meters and the average meters, but we lost the game, and there was these calls," that would yeah. be a very powerful argument for the refs costing us the game, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right because all the other games go that way. But if we're not doing that, then focus on that, sort that out, and then I'll talk to you about reps is my attitude at the moment. Yeah, so. Also, we've,
0: we've, and we've kind of have this, I guess, maybe it's a reputation that we've created or the fan base has created for us that we get dudded all the time. And there's been some horrendous you know, occasions, like isolated incidents, but we've also had the rub. A bit this year, that Tigers game, we should have, probably should have lost that,
2: given some of the calls that we've made.
0: Um, you know, uh, yeah. First
2: four penalties against the Ro- in that game against the Roosters went yeah. our way, and there's a couple of them that you're like, oh, sorry boys. How lucky? One thing I was looking at, how lucky were we that Joey Manu had his worst game of the year? Yeah, quite as. So oh, <laughs> the rare. Roosters were
0: operating at about 55%, so I think. I think so.
2: Well, which is lucky, which is what they've been doing game in, game out all year. Yeah, yeah, they haven't been. Uh, it's a good time of year to get the Roosters early in the season.
1: Well, I just don't think Joey Martin's has ever come up against Adam Pompey and Ed
2: Gossage. <laughs> Ed looked all right. How was that pick up in the end goal? Yeah, a couple of good... That first uh, half, he, he looked all right. We've been haters. Not haters, but we've been hard, I'd say we've been hard Will, on the kid. Will's
0: been a hater, I'd say. I, yeah, I think
2: I've has.
0: treated him... A, uh, you know, I'm kidding. I'm even kidding.
2: Her, if we ever get Ed on the show, Will's been the one that's been against him. The I'll,
0: most I'll duck out for the week. Uh, <laughs> that time. No, I mean, you know, he also had a pretty ordinary drop late in the first half there, if we want to talk about his performance as a whole. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a 50-year-old chimp could have scored the try that he scored. but um
2: Whoa. Whoa.
0: You know, we well, just run it in. It's it's not like... Yeah, I
2: know. Yeah, but I, hot, I thought he had hot hot played... Hot.
0: Better so the, than you know, I give him credit for. Well. Well. Yeah. Um, Fonzie, what do you make of the fact that this is, seems to be our backline for now? Um, obviously, Montoya mm. will come back into it and Dallin um, slotted in on the weekend. Um, our starting centres from round one, Rocco Berry and Viliami Vailia, available but not getting
1: picked. Yeah. Um, well, I so I think. You've got to say the edge defence has tightened up over the last few weeks, and whether that's the players who are playing or just having the same players out there for a few weeks in a row, um, you know, I'm not sure which of those it is, but it's happening. I think the edge defence is tighter. The decisions that are getting made on the edges are better. You know, we only leaked a few tries to the Roosters, and as you mentioned, one of them was for Noah Blake. Um, you know, basically um, gifting him one dropping a grubber um and so you know then i'm trying to just think through but you know there there wasn't it wasn't a case where they were breaking down our edges at all so you look at that and you say well i mean whether or not these are the edges that are going to take us into the future and win us a premiership I i don't know about that but but you wouldn't muck around with them at the moment i don't think the spine's sort of starting to click a little bit better um the defence is tightening. There's a yardage issue still coming out of backfield. and um, But then that's not going to improve with putting Berry back in uh, or probably Valera. So you're probably at a place where leave it alone for now. They'll have a nightmare game. Like there is a nightmare game coming for that Pompey Cossie. I'm just telling you now. It's yeah. coming. And, you know, then suddenly everyone's going to flip on a dime and talk about how they're not ready. It's going to come probably this week. But for now, until it happens, you just let him go.
0: Yeah, Pompey was probably one of our better players against the Roosters. Um, he was pretty ordinary against the Cowboys. Uh, just, you know, it doesn't... I agree with sticking with this lineup because it, I don't think we'll get much more of an improvement. In no, it's
2: not as if you're bringing a game-breaker into the side, no. are you? We don't have that game-breaker at the moment. Jeez, a mid-season purchase out there would be nice, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that kind of brings, if I can just shoehorn this point in. Uh, obviously, I've been pretty harsh about our lack of firepower and, and the centre and wing departments. Pretty frustrating, and I think it's our biggest area of weakness. Like, we're not giving our playmakers a hell of a lot to, you know, they no. create. They're not going to turn a quarter chance into a half chance in a try. You just about have to lay it it straight out. It
2: they don't seem to have the smarts to run where Johnson and Chanel want them to be running. They they keep running into people or running into each other out there at the moment. Sorry to butt in, but that's what's frustrating me. I was watching,
0: like obviously that this is a bit of a um, outlier because it was probably the most incredible thirty minutes of that I've ever seen from any player. But Casper Talakai last night. Unbelievable. Um, just to run through the stats because I can't believe it. In the first half hour, he had 180 odd running meters, three try assists, three line breaks, two tries, six tackle breaks. It was absolutely insane. This is Andy's, a, you know, he's probably only in there because there's a couple of injuries, and mm-hmm. in, was a couple of injuries. But my point is, Cronulla got a really dynamic three quarter line. I'm very jealous of that. They've got three guys Matt Ikevalu, Connor Tracy, and um. Harati uh, that, that can't get into the team at the moment. Those three guys will probably walk into the Warriors at the mm-hmm. moment. I just, um yeah, I think it's a pretty poor roster construction do and I don't really see an easy way out of it, all these guys developing into into the kind of um, outside backs we need. I, I don't want to slag him off too much, but I honestly think Dallin is on the downhill He's been around for what nine seasons now. I don't see him improving. No. What we've seen. And he's played a couple of games, scored a try and each of pretty um, quite bizarre tries on each occasion. A few mistakes. He cost us one with a drop the other day. I don't know. I'm s I am do not want to be a downer boys, but I it's uh it's just hard to see them, you know, being anything more than scrape into the eight with this sort of back line.
2: I, I think you're right, and I hope we'll purchase another Ford. Hopefully they are scanning scanning for some backs at the moment. That Dallin one, it's hard to catch a ball when you've got your eyes firmly closed, isn't it? That was a shocker. Yeah, not his uh, best moment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, is, is it Craig's that coaching? Is this the new era of coaching? Oh. Like, you posted today on Twitter... Bonds, was it today or whatever about how we're running? Teams are running through the sets now instead of doing the settlers and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Yeah, well, so um, I watched Sharks Melbourne last week, and then I watched it last night, and um, they, they're playing different, right? It's different footy. It's like watching you know aliens come down from space and set up mm. and start playing footy. When you compare that to how we look when we play a bit, yeah, um, and. It was a guy called GTT, so Ad Ludicium, I think, on Twitter. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, he he dropped a tweet, and like I've been thinking the same thing, but he just put it in a way that helped me click, you know, a bit. And um, it's like these guys aren't doing setup plays. There's no setup plays. You just go. No. You just jump out, right? And and so the the way they're doing it is they're doing such good work in the middle, and good work in the middle means um you know playing football in the middle, like bodies in motion, um, decoys, like the middles kind of more like the tram lines, it's sort of they are running wider, running angles so that two passes off the ruck and there's a 5 on 3 happening, right? <laughs> Against Manly, like Manly's not the worst defensive yeah. team in the code. Oh. So so how is that happening? And so it's a, it's a very different way of playing and it's kind of um, making me rethink some of the criticism I've had about Brownie as well, because Brownie came out from the start of the year and said, "We're playing footy, right? We're going to um, pick a team with footy in it, and we're going to we're not going to truck it up the ruck. We're not going to play a grind game. Um, to be a, a premiership winning team these days, you've got to be much more um, what's the word dynamic, and mm-hmm. and use the ball more, um, take more risks and stuff. And I think I think he's onto something." Um, I think, like you, you guys are saying, he doesn't have the cattle for it at the moment. The players in the outside backs just aren't at that level yet. Um, the spine hasn't gelled. Some of the middles he's got aren't there either. So he's probably at a place where um, he's, he's on. The... <laughs> hey, Brad, Brad, settle down. Mate. Um, Tracy, get out.
2: Trace, <laughs> Trace, get out. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's not my boy. But you're dead right. But why haven't we got the cattle? Well, that game, Paro yeah, yeah. versus Tigers last week, They, the Tigers started throwing it and giving it some air and doing yeah. it off the cuff. And the, what, two weeks ago, everyone was saying they're going to lose 10 in a row. Because they were just starting to do whatever on each play, that upset the apple cart in terms of Parramatta's defence.
1: Well, it's a good example because you know, when I was looking at the run meters thing that I was talking about before, right, so that that game was one of the two outliers where a yeah. team's a teams basically worked out a way to use a ball where even though they're making less meters per carry and, and less total meters, they still won the game in, with a yeah. field goal. So, you, like, that's exactly the um, – it might be the revolution that's happening in footy at the minute. Like, you know how you get different waves of coaching going through and it – you know, Roosters did it with putting an extra man in the tackle fifteen years ago or whatever, and um, yeah, there might be a bit of a revolution happening. Where I hope so. Yeah, it, it's about um, more, just more, uh, more eyes up, active footy, early in sets, different places on the field, um, more players in motion, stretching defenses left, right, and. and Maybe Brownie's right and it's just going to take him time. Like he's got to get a spine to click around that new idea. He's got to get um, his forwards used to that new idea and then he's got to develop these outside backs to a place where they can execute on it. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm not sold on that, but I am – that's why I was doing that research into yardage, right, because I'm looking at these teams going, well, is yardage important? Because I've always thought yardage is important and these teams don't play a yardage game. Right, so I don't,
3: I
2: don't, yeah, I don't think the Roosters and the Storm, last couple of seasons, what I've noticed they they produce a lot of handling errors, but the reason is because they're just they're putting the ball through hands quite yeah. a lot. They're upsetting defensive patterns and I hope you're right in the fact this is a new era because all of a sudden that makes them great watching the footy games. Oh. It's exciting again because the defense and the wrestle was so dominant for so long. And if it's turned a corner and this is how they're gonna attack the defence, awesome. All for it. And why yeah. can't the Warriors just play some Warriors ball?
1: Well, it's kind of that. It's just at the moment, um, like, that's not to say yardage doesn't matter because I just yeah. get the stats that says it does. But it's to say that how you go about your yardage is a bit different. So it's not just a big unit tucking it under his arm and hammering mm. up the middle. Um, and that's what – so this is interesting to hear. Um, I think Anton Possa on Twitter ping me saying, hey, I listened to – chanel on another podcast this week and um he was describing like what they're working on this week and and they're working on yardage right but they're working on yardage by having more people supporting the ball carrier
2: right nice. you
1: know? right so yeah. usually usually you'd work on yardage in terms of you know like body into contact and you know like la 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 yeah. post contact meters and about but but they're working on yardage by going well no what we actually need to do is have more bodies in motion different lines angles and stuff so that the defense can't swarm and and that's again this theme of um, we're playing more complex footy even in basic yardage carries and that's what's going to get the results so anyway like I'm just sort of I don't want to talk any more about it now because I'm just sort of bookmarking this I think this is going to be a big thing going forward in the next couple yeah. of months but I I think I think Brownie's um I said on Twitter at one point I thought Brownie was five parts genius, one part idiot. Um, I, I might have been, I might have been wrong about the idiot part. Maybe I'm, I was the idiot. You know, he's just a bit ahead of the curve. So anyway, let's see what happens. I
2: well, remember back in the day, the Cleary days when he was coaching the Warriors. The first half of the season was always about a defense, getting the defense right, and then would come storming home. But with some attack, all of a sudden we'd play some boring footy for the first sort of eight, ten rounds of the year. And then all of a sudden, we got that right, and it's like, right, let's focus on this next part of it. We know what we're doing there. Let's bring this home now. And we always to come home for wet sail under Cleary after a slow start. So I, I hope so. But do we have the cattle? But anyone can have the cattle. Look at the Tigers. All of a yeah, sudden, yeah, all of a sudden after think- that win, you can name four or five players in that Tigers team you like all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's a big turnaround for our guys to play at the level of even an offaluma
2: or someone like that, though. Yeah, that's um, an offaluma. He's one of my most... Oh, really? You don't he like... despises... He's just a whinging maggot out there. He's a sook. Yeah, I don't like him. Well, I don't like him. Coming in hot. Yeah. But he's, not, like... he's not on the show next week, is he? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Things I Hate Podcast. I'm Ollie. It's up, pansies? I'm Andy. <laughs> nice. Join us every Friday at noon as we talk about everything we hate from news, politics, current events, and dolphin pee. That's right, you heard
3: me, dolphin P. See you this Friday at noon. Things I Hate Podcast.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, I, I just just sort of to close on that one. Like um, on the weekend, Brownie said we didn't play enough footy uh, against the Roosters, and hmm. that's why we lost. And I, took, I didn't really understand that. I took that to mean, you know, we didn't sort of throw enough at him in, in good ball, you know. And yeah. um, I was on Twitter saying, well, no, our problem's not good ball. It's yardage. Our yardage sucks. And so you, I'm now sort of realising that Brownie sees um, playing footy and shape and stuff is starting from tackle
2: one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was and so, early in that first half, they shifted it early, first or second tackle, and got the shift out. And even on like penalties, they shifted the ball across the field straight away, and they were that would looking yeah. good doing that.
1: Well, it's trying to open the middle up, you know. Mm. So, so you're dragging your middles out of position, out of shape, and then you go back into the middle, and there's going to be more room there, you know, instead of just hitting that middle channel. So, we might see some Ed Cossey ball playing. Well, oh,
0: oh, oh heard, yeah. it. heard it here first. Here we go, kids. New, new model roving winger, you reckon? <laughs> Ball the, playing, ball playing winger. Yeah. Um, what have you made of Sean Johnson's um, particularly recent performances? that, Like a, the fellow's kicking game has given us a pretty decent foundation. Um, attack wise, for me, he's been a bit conservative and sticking to a really narrow channel and not sort of throwing a hell of a lot at, at the defence. Am I anywhere near the mark there? Have you? Um,
2: he looks like a man that's trying to build confidence in his body again, to be honest. Yep. If I'm that's that's my view. Simple, if we're sitting at a lena in a pub, that would be me just and I'm happy with the way he's going. Um I wish people would read read some holes off him. He he would have been looking like he's attacking a whole lot better if the lot if a couple of centers or a back rower knew what he was thinking in terms of running the right line.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like he's earning his keep just in his kicking game and his yeah. control, you know, like that's already earning his salary. Um, he's not – you know, he's putting um, Arthurs into a hole there and that's all good. Um, I mean, his edge back row at the moment is zero. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean –
1: Yeah. And, and, um, and then he's got Arthurs outside that. I think it's more about um, how do Johnson and Walsh click because – I don't I don't think we like Johnson's worked out his edge. He knows the only place to go is Arthur's and Arthur's worked out what hole to run and so on. So I think that's worked okay. And now Dallin's back and, you know, they'll probably get a better combination going with the kicks. Like Dallin can chase a kick, you know, and Johnson can put in a kick. So I think I think that edge is gonna be fine, but um that's pretty one dimensional, like hit the center, kick to the winger, you know. So the um more complex shapes going to come out of Johnson and Walsh combining. And I don't think we've seen that on that edge very well. And that's definitely because number one on the tip sheet of every team who comes up against us at the moment is watch out for Walsh sweeping out the back and so on. So they're, they're all over that in defence. But I, we need to work out a way to unlock that a bit better. Because yeah. he's
0: combined well with Chanel, he seems to have had a lot more time and space when he's come
1: around outside the back of Chanel. And that's with a few tries too well it's two things about that one is um the opposition's probably less sweating on a chanel walsh and a johnson walsh combo but secondly chanel chanel runs out the line digs into the line right and so like the way he runs creates shape outside whereas johnson is not really big on digging into the line at the moment and i don't blame him um because like you said, Brad, he's a bit worried about his body and all that. So it's understandable. But, um, you know, a flat ball to Walsh from Johnson is much harder to sort of pull off in terms of creating space than Chanel is literally digging into the line and cutting back to Walsh. But when Walsh gets the ball outside, Chanel, there's not a lot going on either. You know, so there's still there's still some issues there. And we've got to unlock that.
2: Um, and it that. Yeah. I sort of hope Johnson, he got that knock on the knee in the weekend. I hope he gets a few more of those little stingers to realise that every time he gets hurt, is not going to be six months out of the game. Yeah. Give him a bit more confidence. Oh, one thing, in the weekend, I th- Chanel, uh, sorry, Walsh was digging in down there, is it the left side, and putting it out wide, and I was like, he just kept feeding, feeding the outside, and I was like, he must be playing this to eventually not feed the outside and gun it himself. Yeah. But it, it just didn't happen. It didn't eventuate like that. It didn't yeah, put them in, oh, he's going to pass it. He's always going to pass. But, yeah, never. nothing changed there. It'll, it'll come. Johnson and Walsh, both of them are onto it. And once that starts clicking, that's our. It could be a saving grace to actually start tearing teams apart. And they have only had three games together.
1: So. Yeah. yeah. But but also, if your middles your middle shapers cause them grief. So when you go wide, they're on the back foot and there's, you know, like Cronulla literally just just throwing. There was no magic in oh, the shape no, no, exactly. Was it? Like there was no, no magic at all in the shape they were throwing left. It was just um, they'd sort of got a roll and um, got some front football and then just, just used it pretty simply. And, you know, the ball runners and the speed of the hands was enough. So it's not as though we need to do anything crazy complex. We just no. need to... Get momentum rolling and then go you know we we tend to go off slow play the balls that's part of the problem
2: yeah you're uh, right
0: enough against the storm this weekend then to put all that into yeah
2: exactly well they've only got who are they that battling away with island um like so he's a i'll be going straight at him all day all day but just talking to combinations like of superstar combinations it it takes a while to jell. like me and will it's been two or three years of this podcast now and we still haven't gelled. It will happen and we <laughs> yeah. will fire sooner or later and we work out. But it just takes time. Well, like can I just cheese. can I
0: just segue into something here? So I get a um, little email each week from Buzzsprout just with the listening stats and, and how many people have downloaded body episodes and stuff. And usually it's obviously the latest one is uh, however many downloads, you know, four or five um and then and then there'll be a few for the the following episodes i guess because someone just left the room and discussed and left Spotify but i've also noticed in the last few weeks that um our first ever episode season one episode one has been racking up a few downloads over the last few weeks oh no those poor bastards
2: that was when i was recording
0: in the trash can stop listening to that people
2: oh don't judge us
0: on our past but uh, so out of morbid curiosity, I went and had a wee listen to our first episode. And I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as bad as I made it up out to be in my head. But then I got really depressed at how little we've improved. <laughs> it was a real double-edged sword there. Ah yeah. oh,
2: well, who cares?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, what does it matter? But don't put yourself through it. But besides the poor production qualities, there's a lot of, yeah. It's, it sounds like, you know how um, old TVs, um, when they're on a channel that didn't have anything on, it made that hissing? It yeah. sounds like I've got one of those, like, right next to me on full volume. Oh, yeah. How yeah, about, how that, do, can you think back to your first step, Fonzie? How did,
2: yeah, how did that how go, did that go so, down? What so made it, you? Oh, right. That's tough. What yeah. made you think, you know, I'm... I'm
0: Oh, I've had a gutsful. Fuck this. I'm doing a pod. I've got Not something this to say. for his life every bloody week. I'm going to do my own.
1: No, I didn't know about your pod when I um, started mine. I, I hadn't come across it at all. Because yeah, I sure. think you, you guys did like, um, um, what, half a season or like 10, 12 episodes. And I think your old man passed away, Will, didn't you? And you pulled the... Yeah, yeah, uh, finished the season fairly early, yeah. Fairly early. And so um, then... That was 2019 rolling into 2020. So um, I, yeah, I don't know. I just was kicking around and had opinions. And
2: had people... you been entertaining the thought for a while?
1: No, nah, not really. No, I don't think so. No, I don't know why. It was sort of it was pretty spontaneous. It was like um, I think I just got sick of hearing crap content about the Warriors. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, rugby league as a whole in the mainstream media doesn't do thoughtful content very well, I would say. Um, yeah. And that's changing now because there's a lot of podcasts and independent writers and stuff coming through. And, you know, we're getting much closer to the point where I'd happily just turf mine because there's heaps of people saying as good stuff, you know. But um, there's, yeah, it was just the, you know, I just think all these narratives are rubbish. And um, I've got enough time on my hands to just quickly throw it up. And I'm interested to see our podcast go, you know, like how, how it works and how... Yeah, yeah out all fits and yeah i had ideas of doing podcasts in totally unrelated areas as well like um because of that swoon worthy voice of yours
0: obviously
2: yeah i know oh, no i just what's, you know What's you just, go to at a karaoke mate mm-hmm.
1: mate if you heard me sing you'd, you'd dead set you'd leave the room it's
2: shocking um it'd be a barry white wouldn't it can't get enough of your love baby
1: surely no no I'd, yeah i'm I'd, 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 Having a beer in a corner, mate. Not not big on the old karaoke, but so anyway. So that's that's why I got um, that's why I got it started. And uh, but yeah, and then I stumbled across yours actually, sort of um a bit later, and a few others sort of popped up. But uh, anyway, I don't even know why we digress. This is one of Brad's classics. So this is Will. Hey, this is yeah, Will. Yeah, my segue. Um, signings. we have got to talk yeah, signings. Yeah, Mitch yeah,
0: yeah, Bart, yeah. Yeah. What
2: do you think? let well, Ed? Yeah, I'm into it. Dane, I've always yeah.
1: been a bit of a fan.
2: Yeah. I've I've always liked him at Newcastle. Fons? At
1: yeah, SZ. I like I, I like him. Like I never really watched him especially close. I I saw him um play us it was that game twenty twenty, round two or round one, was it? Um Kearney was still coach and
0: Yeah, when I, won, COVID yeah. COVID broke like during the game.
1: Yeah, that's right. And they beat us like twenty nil, and it was a very much forward dominated <laughs> kick chase sort of um, grinders to death. And Barnett was one of the guys who stuck out to me in that game. As so, I've got a bit of a you know um, mental model of him as a real worker and a grinder and that sort of thing, which might be wrong because you know, like I don't know what he's
2: been doing when they play he's South. There. He's not horrendously one dimensional either, though, okay. is he? Quite dynamic. He's- yeah, he, he has got a bit of a play in him as well. well he plays edge. Yeah, you know, he has
1: yeah. played edge, so you got and to have something.
0: He can, and he can play middle. He's played a lot of lock, and he's even played a fair few games as a starting prop. So I think it's a smart buy with
2: yeah. uh,
0: this early stage, with Aiken and Lodge both on the way out. But he, you know, he fills a number of gaps wherever he ends up. But it's good to have someone with that sort of versatility. I know we've already got a few of those guys already, and likes of Curran,
2: but. Yeah, I he's it's a, he's better than Surinan, So it's a straight swap if you looked at our team list now. He's a straight swap for Serinan and well getting five more out of it.
1: Well, if you look at if you like Lodge is gone, but you've got Tallhull coming back and yeah. Barnett, so you know, like in these days you a lot of teams are running a ball playing 13 and mm. he's he's not that guy. I don't think no. he's that guy at all.
0: Um I, can, I don't think he's it's out of the question, though. Okay, that he okay. Can But yeah. Karen's doing a good job there in the middle, I think. And we've still got jazz.
1: And we've yeah. still got jazz. So, so, like, I'm looking at it going if you're like, – because Toho's got more ball play than a prop, Yeah. you know, normally would, but I think he's going to play prop. So maybe yeah. it's a bit of um, Barnett's doing some work out of 13 through the middle, Toho's going into prop. Yeah. Um, if if Toho's not quite that hard-ass, you know, alpha prop kind of player – um, that's okay because we've got more of that kind of guy at thirteen, yeah. you know, in the rotation, and Tahu's doing a bit more of the ball and the decoy run and all that. Mm. So I can see, it. I can see the logic of it. I'm we're heaps stronger with him. I'm very, yeah. I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm very happy with the signing.
0: Yeah, he got gets through a lot of work, um, just bringing up some a few. Yeah, he's yeah, but he yeah, average running meters well over hundred for the last three seasons. Um, Makes a stack of tackles.
1: Yeah. I had a look and it was like the average is like you know, one thirty meters and thirty odd tackles a game, there, thereabouts, most most games. Um, and,
2: what and sort of and, price would you pay for him? What would he be going for to shift to New Zealand, you reckon? Is he five, six hundred? To get him over? I'd
0: I'd be disappointed if it was quite that high. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, if he's if I imagine he'd be reasonably in demand of, if not, you know, just at Newcastle. So Who's Depe- our big
2: money yeah. at at the moment, through that squad?
0: add in. Um,
2: Tohu. Yeah. Tohu. Because Johnson's not on big money, so, so we must have a bit of money in the kitty still.
3: Yeah, yeah I, think yeah. We I mean, we
0: have we have bought fairly e-
2: extensively,
0: and, you know, New wouldn't have come too cheap, I don't think. Um, Walker. That's right, we've still got him. Metcalf Ooh. and um, potentially Volkman. So,
2: God, it's always next year, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. It?
0: <laughs> oh, but signings are what makes it. Uh, know, that, yeah, it's, it's such exciting. an exciting part of the
1: That's yeah, I love,
0: love it. The, love whole signing, signing, love watching. the speculation, even if it doesn't come to fruition. Mate, yeah.
1: next year looks next year looks awesome. If Walsh doesn't stays, it? if Walsh stays, next year looks really good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it actually really really does, especially yeah. with that um, is it Metcalf? Yeah. I'm big on Metcalf. Even if Walsh went, I'd be big on Metcar playing fullback next year. I reckon he's epic. It's good to have options, for oh.
3: sure.
2: Oh, options are amazing.
0: What? But yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, a fair few dominoes to potentially fall. Chanel still hasn't recommitted. Um, there's the Walsh thing potentially up in the air, although, you know, more positive signs than probably in the pre season that he might at least hang around for next year, so. So, with
2: Neocore and Barnett, etc. who's off contract in that sort of middle yeah, forward area?
1: So, Lodge is going to go. He's got yeah. a player option, but he's going to go to the Dolphins. I, I'd say you and Aiken's going to the Dolphins as well, but in any case, we know he's not staying with us. Um, True. I he's think... Um,
2: what's so Murchie and Surin and what's their M-
1: contracts up to? Murchie's off contract, so he'll go, I
2: yeah.
1: think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> siran's got another year but there's oh, a has he yeah but there's a question about whether if if we're not going to extend him and I, I don't know what the club thinks about him like Bradley seems to like him but if we're not going to extend him I mean are we is he going to move to New Zealand for a year or is he going to take probably better That's, money better money than the dolphins or you know like it's a, probably one of
2: those ones you wouldn't mind not wanting to come across the taddy
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you say to him we're not extending it and the Dolphins say he's the same money two year deal, well it's yeah. no brainer for him, right? So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ciro stay in Australia, um, yeah. but you know we'll see. So I mean, I don't. I'm, and then you've got Ben Murdoch Masia, it's got another year, and, and
2: how's yeah, that?
1: it's that's probably um, gonna be a bit of a well that's that's a contract that's out of the money where what we paid and what we're getting is not there. And it's not his fault, it's the the, the game changed and Brownie's philosophy is different to Kearney's and all that. So I think Kearney signed him didn't he? So yeah so No he came um, last year. He or the yeah, oh,
0: no, he signed quite early wasn't he? Like yeah, in the I pre yeah, season. Yeah, that's
1: right. So there's a bit of, like I'm not blaming him, but I'm just saying we're not getting um No. So is he there.
2: is he on a decent amount of money
1: is he? Yeah I think so. Oh, um, that's a shame. So I, pro-
2: I don't mind him as a depth player. That's that's pretty mint depth player, but it's a shame that we're spending yeah. more than what yeah. probably a starting
0: player is getting. Just another note about Barnett. He's played a lot of footy under Nathan Brown, so Brown knows exactly what he's getting. Um, yep. he, Barnett debuted for Canberra in 2015 with a couple of games and then um, yeah, became a regular under Brown, played four seasons under him yep. before. Brown got the chopper at, at the night, so... You know, it's, it's not a – it's a fairly calculated move. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Brown's there next year.
2: I think it's a great signing. All the signings, I don't think there's – Dylan Walker, maybe – who knows what you're going to end up with. But all those signings next year, gee, you, there's no duds there. We haven't got any Kane Evans turning up here next year.
1: I, I don't think Brownie's got any excuse next year. Like, honestly. no. no. He'll have had a full year with that – spot. like, assuming we can keep the spine – Like, that's a big thing. So Why wouldn't we? Well, Chanel's off contract, yeah. Um, And Walsh, is always a noise there. So if if we can force Walsh to stay and Chanel resigns, then he's got his first-choice spine rolling into next year. He's got another year into the young guys out the back. Mm. Um, And then he's got these, you know, seriously good players coming in, both as starters and as depth. It's... I mean I I'm I'm going to call it, you know, the the premiership window opens a crack next year.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. Sure. I think it with, with what we're purchasing and obviously there's still we'd still like a couple more. One one outside back would be great. Or to, just to wouldn't it be been good to just unearth an absolute superstar out of the New Zealand system? Well that's what you um,
0: and a lot of these guys, you know, had a big season and ended up being pretty enigmatic, but we used to just churn out these um incredibly exciting outside backs, Vata, yeah. Kata, Harrell, like a Torpy. Yeah, torpy.
1: Well, on that, we've just extended today Vilea So um there's a I see a few people who, you know, commentators and stuff who know our junior system reasonably well, saying that they see Vilea as a torpy, you know, down the line. So, oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that said, we, we we love to wrap our own coming through, and
0: I'm
2: yeah, guilty of that, that as fair. well. Yeah. But, but, but
1: yeah, I, I
0: think... Have a fairly high ceiling of any of our outside backs from what we've seen. I think.
1: No no doubt. Because I think part of it is um, at the moment with COVID and stuff and the lack of pathways that we've had, we're just debuting all these guys a year too early because we... Yeah. Just don't have anywhere else to put them, and we've had to sign them to the top 30 squad to ha- keep them hanging around. Otherwise, they head off to Aussie team. So there's there's just a thing at the moment where all these guys are just going up a bit early, and so then when they get the first grade, you know, like we will blow up at Ed Coxy or something, and, and it's um it's it's they're underdone. It's just come up a year early, so it's right. The performance deserves criticism, but they're probably coming up a bit early, I, and I'll be guilty of that as well, probably. Cut him a bit of slack. Like, Valea shouldn't have debuted till next year, in my opinion. No, he's still but, only 19, isn't he? He's only 19. And he hasn't... He, he came. He was 18 he, when he debuted. And he played union all through school. So, like, really, he's, he's a year early. He should have done a year in Cup. But that's okay. Fine. We're, we're doing that because of COVID and stuff. But we should see the payoff for that in, you know, the years
2: to come. Yeah. Are so. these lads getting a run this season? In a reserve grade or the Queensland Cup or anything like that? I've still yeah. got
0: a relationship with the Dolphins, which is still pretty
2: solid, I think. Yeah, so they are getting a run through that at the moment if they're not in the... Yeah, OK.
1: At Redcliffe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Mentioning just...
0: Everyone sort of seems to assume... I, I'm not. This isn't a negative. I'm just mentioning that Cosie is 23 years of age. He's not a teenager. Um, is he
2: 23?
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's, it was kind of now or never for Cossey. We're not sort of bringing him along slowly or anything. But, um, yeah.
1: No, I agree. But he, he was packing shelves last year. Like, he's only been yeah, a full-time yeah, pro yeah. for a year. You know what I mean? Like, he needed a year in a pro system. But, yeah, I, I hear And
0: um, absolutely good on him for the making the most of his opportunity. So far, yeah. there certainly hasn't been anything uh, anything too diabolical at all. And some really good moments, particularly at the back. Like, his clean-up stuff was the stuff yeah. that was letting him down. Uh, last year, and um, yeah, and he's come up with some really massive plays actually in the last, particularly the last two games under, under some pretty intense pressure. So, good on him. Jazz um, Tavanga, Fons, it looks like he's going to be
1: back. Who's your player to drop out? Cody, Cody yeah. Nakarema, done. <laughs> um, I think, I think, uh, I, like, I get that Cody's probably a better dummy half, but look, if it's me and I'm trying to squeeze. What we got into a 17, um, I'd rather have Ciro doing a standard a dummy half. If he must be in the 17, then I'd have Jazz. Failing that, I'd have Jazz. But, you know, my concern's been our line speed and yardage, right? And so I'm I'm not fully yet got my head around this whole apparent new world of how you do yardage and and what shape teams look at. And I just can't wait for a team with Tohu and Jazz uh, and Lodge and for Nor Blake in there because to me that's a yardage team and I I start there. So that's what I would do. But um, I'm less confident about that idea as I sort of was a few weeks ago. What about you boys? You're bring him straight back in for into the fourteen or are you gonna put him at thirteen? Um so if we got in our starting lineup, is it Siren and the So it's Siren and right edge. Um yep. and um Aiken left edge, Curran thirteen, Cody fourteen at the moment. So if you're looking at back row, that's that's oh and Carter on the bench too. So you could also do that. That's yeah. your other option. Yeah, I could quite happily have Tavanga starting at, at lock and
0: move push Curran out to an edge and Yep, and out on the other side. Um, but also yep. don't too much you know, he, having Jazz there like he, he has actually been pretty decent at dummy half. Um, I don't think Cody's adding a hell of a lot during his stints, and his stints are relatively short. At least, you know, yeah, backing up a spot more. in the seventeen, he'll do that stint, however long it is, 15, 20 minutes at the most—to uh, Vanga dummy half. But he can play in the middle for you too. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, that's probably the way. Well, I think that's probably the
1: way he'll go, won't he? Um, you, you've got to have him in there. You've got to have him in there. Yeah, I'll yeah.
2: be, yeah, I'll be swapping him out for Cody. But that, that Cody at the moment just seems like a senseless substitute for me. It's like they've got him there because he's Cody Nakarima, and he's on a bit of coin. I do. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like it, especially last weekend. What was that with having him and Otakolo? on well, that, the same that, bench.
0: That was. Well, yeah, surely that was a bit of a gamble that didn't really come off.
2: No, I do feel sorry that, for otacolo It just. It's just. He's not getting the, the run and the clear clear go at it that he. Deserves that, kid.
1: But there was no one else to pick last week. That was a problem. Yeah. So like, wasn't think, available, was it? I think Murchie was injured. Um, Murdoch Masia was injured. Uh, the Kepu boys who everyone was saying, let's call them up, call them up. They're not eligible. They're yeah. development contracts. So um, you have to get an exemption from the NRL and basically say, I've got no no other forwards yeah. to pick, you know. And there was there's that kid, um, Pride uh, Patterson Rabadi, I think yeah. it's. So he was the only other player who they could have picked instead of Odokolo, and he's never played first grade. So I think Brownie, like I, okay, I, I cut him some slack. there. There's literally no one to pick, like yeah, other than rookies. So yeah,
2: doesn't that development squad that, that ticks over where they don't need a dispensation? Was a mm-hmm. round ten?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're a few weeks away, so that'll be good. I think we'll see the Keppel boys, one of them, I forget which one, is more developed than the other, so um, will be a genuine propping option for us in the back end of the year.
2: Great. Nice.
1: interested to see if any of our
0: um, Cameron George is falling over himself to help out Gus and the Bulldogs with their, yeah, uh, co- is. their COVID plight. Uh, and, and they've got a lot of injuries too, ahead of Broncos game tonight. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if any of our lads get a run in the blue and white.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'd love to see Raduva or oh, yeah. get right You know, no. these guys, these guys who we don't want to debut
2: because we don't trust them. <laughs> yeah. Chuck them, chuck them Ch- over there. Yeah. Yeah. Trial game for the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I think the same. When, what time's that game tonight? That's a. I've got yeah. a lot of interest in that game.
0: Yeah, Ten o'clock New Zealand time. There's only the one game tonight because ah, oh,
2: because we've got the right, ANZAC. Um, Tamari to Martin, too. Yeah. yeah, what a comeback. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. But I was watching him playing for Waikato last season in the domestic footy, and he wasn't shining as much as I thought someone of that calibre would in a domestic competition. So I'm going to be interested
0: in seeing that. Yeah, surely he's shown enough. I mean, yeah. quite, like obviously they got some injuries, but it is a bit of a gamble to chuck him in at fullback, too, recently. Super experience. I
2: watched today. I think one of the one of the league things posted something about his debut for the Panthers. a oh, sorry, tangent. But geez, I loved it. Remember his debut Panthers? He got a try, and then he actually kicked the match-winning drop oh, it off. Did too, yeah. And he just put his head down and jogged back to halfway. There cool. was no Jerome Lilaway jumping and yahooing and screaming. He just put his head down, and got back to work. Yeah, I good on him. Good. Jesus, that's nervy, eh? Coming back from there. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll be playing that card for the rest of my life. At ACC. It just like, <laughs> oh no, I don't know if I can get back to work yet. No, still, <laughs> still feeling a bit light here eh? Uh, give it a. Let's give it another eighteen months. Um. Now, me and Brad didn't get the
0: opportunity, or haven't had the opportunity since Marcelo Montoya's suspension. Um. To have a bit of a chat about it. Don't certainly don't want to sort of drag it on too much and also, nah. you know, try and villainise Marcelo. I feel he's, you know, he's been pretty contrite in his apology and, um, and you know, hate at the moment and all that. He's just made a, a bit of a cock-up, but the NRL certainly had to do something, I think, don't you think, Brad? And for me, the, the most disappointing aspect has been the overwhelming negative reaction from the fan base, a lot completely, complaining that it was because it's a Warriors guy. He got such a severe suspension. Um, Pretty absurd if you ask me. I think if it was anyone, that's the punishment that would have been handed down. Um,
2: I know it's a tomato-tomato type of situation. It it, it needed to be – it's the first time this has occurred, so it needed to be told that it's unacceptable. Very first time. I know people are going, oh, people get a week's holiday for a head high, but the head high has been in the game forever. Also, but, uh, head
0: highs traditionally, and through my research, I've I haven't been able to find a high tackle grade one high tackles being used to, you know, discriminate or marginalize a minority section of society. But yeah. that's just my basic research there.
3: The NRL's
2: uh, been very, very proactive in including everyone in this competition whether it be your race or your creed or anything they've they've been very proactive about bringing everyone as welcome into this and there's like there's no room for that uh, times have changed
1: i've ducked this issue a bit just because of the toxicity it can generate but (laughs) um, our our game has always been a game that was based on inclusion right it's always been a game that's based on I don't care who you are, it's what you can do, right? Yeah. And so any kind of behaviour or language that's contrary to that is contrary to rugby league and shouldn't be there, right? So now what I would have loved is for the NRL to come out um, pre-season or when the Tedesco thing happened and say what I've just said and put out guidelines in an email to all clubs that said, hey, there's a lot of casual discriminatory language that goes on at games, at training, and there is, right? It's not. This is not yeah. the first time it's been said. And, no. and, and we're not having it because it's not us, right? And it's not our game. So get rid of it. If you need to get players into training, if you need to get players into education, go and do it because the next bloke who does this is going, right? And I think the only thing that annoys me about this is that rather than do that, the NRL has made an example of one of our guys who is an otherwise player with a good record. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They had the opportunity to make an example of Tedesco and they didn't. And I understand there's different circumstances and stuff. It's not as simple as apples and apples. Um, But I think mostly any fair-minded Warriors fan, the only thing, the only thing you can take issue with here is that it seems like a Warriors player has been used to make a point when that point should have been made fundamentally, you know, across the game a long time ago, because that is our game. That's that's my
2: opinion. On the chat, I reckon Montoya would probably be, he'd be like, fair enough. Fair enough. I cocked up. I've got to be the first. Oh, this this can't happen in this day and age. I'll take. He seems like the type of guy that would take it on the chin and go, yeah, let, let's do this. Even myself, like even the three of us, times have changed with what we could say as we've grown. 20 years ago, we yeah. probably would have that's chucked that name great. out four times yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's not but just now, But now it's, that word, to me, is right there with the N. Like, I've got a pretty colourful vocabulary, but that word there is right there with the N-word for me these days. It, it it just shouldn't leave your mouth.
1: Well, you know what's a good one for Warriors fans to think about? Is um, uh, Patrick Skinny's... Is it Skinny or Skeen's?
0: Uh, I thought it was Skeen, but yeah.
1: Skeen, yeah, his book, The Big O, right? And he talks about... The racial abuse that Olsen copped yeah. coming into the New South Wales Rugby League comp, um and you know, we, as a Warriors fan and as a Kiwi League fan, you'd read that and be horrified. It's no different. It's no different. It's not. Right. So, so it's got to go. It's got to go. Yeah, and absolutely. And you know, obviously, there's
0: there's probably you know, obviously Kyle Fout isn't gay, so it wasn't specifically offensive. No, and, and what hasn't really been outlined that much. It's not about them. It's about, you know, the fact of the matter is it got picked up by the ref's microphone very, very clearly. Also worth mentioning that the most prominent referee the last 15 years, Matt Chechen, is gay too. So, you know, there's that to consider as well, that you're saying it that close to the ref, that it was, you know, very
2: Mm.
0: easily heard. Uh, We do have gay people in our game that are openly gay. Um, But it's about the people that you know out there that are probably struggling with with this sort of thing uh, that's you know making life really difficult to them for them. Um, To that end, I got in touch with Ian Roberts um, over the last week and I had a chat to him today. So awesome! This is uh, for for those who may not know about Ian Roberts. He's one of the best. Definitely one of the toughest players of the 80s and 90s, the era that Brad and I and you too, I imagine Fonzie, grew up watching. Yep. Incredible player, 194 first-grade games for South Manly and the Cowboys, uh, 14 tests for Australia, nine origins for New South Wales, but probably admired more or even known more for being the first openly gay rugby league player. One of the first sportsmen, really, um, to, to come out, um, which he did in 95 while he was still playing. Um, so in the most adventurous editing um, undertaking in TWL podcast history. I'm going to splice this uh, interview in now. Um, so yeah, enjoy my chat with Ian Roberts. Um, well, Ian, thank you for making the time to have a chat, mate. Um, the Marcelo Montoya incident obviously got a, a lot of publicity. Um, initially, you were you were uh, fairly vocal about being disappointed that it took the NRL and the clubs uh, a couple of days to say anything publicly other than that it was being investigated.
3: Yeah, well, I just yeah, mate, I, I, I just like to like uh, confirm what you just said. I was, you know, it wasn't about the actual incident and, and, and the players involved that I was upset with. Uh, obviously, it's a bit disheartening that type of language is used. I was, my concern was the response, well, the delayed response of you know over forty-eight hours for either club acknowledging it or the NRL acknowledging it. Um, I just thought, you know, obviously anyone who who saw the broadcast, you know, it was clearly audible what was said. And I just thought that there's, there's certain, there needs to be a certain amount of responsibility that falls back on the broadcaster and the NRL to publicly apologise to listeners almost, you know, if not there and then, definitely within the next couple of hours. And that's what I was most upset about, mate. I thought it was a real... Um, uh it could have been a real educational and learning point for, for for the code and for the players involved and, and you know yeah you know, I, I, I thought it was a real learning it could have been a real learning point an educational point i think with uh, the, uh, the the extremity the, the actual extreme of of, of the, the suspension also i you know i i thought potentially there should have been an educational um uh Part to that, um, to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So i was kind of a little bit disappointed. Um, yeah, particularly when you see what happened with Josh Cavallero from, um the young guy uh, who plays for Adelaide United in the soccer yeah. in the A League. When I mean, he came out earlier the year, and then um, he had a, a pretty ugly incident with. Um, I think it was Melbourne City where the uh, supporters were, were, were screaming homophobic abuse out in. Know, the A League kind of reacted instantaneously, as did both clubs. They acknowledged that it happened, they apologised to the, And I, I think it was a really mature way of handling that type of type incident I mean, uh, yeah, so I mean, but this has been a good learning curve for, um, for, for, for all, all codes, all sporting codes. And I, I, mean, I hate to say it, And it's predominantly a man, uh, like a male problem. We don't seem to have this in the women's game. So, you know, this is a... It it, it, it could be a good learning point.
0: Um, Moving on to the the four-match ban. Initially, my reaction was that it was a strong line in the sand statement from the NRL saying that they're not going to accept this sort of thing and and it virtually guarantees that it won't happen again in a hurry. But, yeah, as you say... uh, um, it, it could have had an educational element about it. Um,
3: there, there, there definitely needed to be an educate, educational component you know, into, in, into, um, into the response.
0: Um, Andrew Webster from Sydney Morning Herald um, called the suspension a bit of a box ticking exercise and that a wider discussion involving uh, Marcelo, potentially yourself, um, officials and the media, about why what he said was offensive and shouldn't be allowed in the game would have been more effective. What, what's your response to that?
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think it's fair either that Marcel had been made out to be the villain. You know, like, it was said in the heat of the moment, and I think everyone can accept that, that, you know, we all, we all do things and say things in the heat of the moment. I've been there myself, you know, I, 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 as a player. I, I, there was plenty of things that I did and said that I, I'm very... Uh, you know, almost shameful when I think back to it now. Yeah, you know, we all make mistakes, but I, I yeah, you know, I, I, I just first and foremost, he should not be made to be the villain. Made out to be the villain, like, yeah. be the villain in, in this situation. Yeah, he made a mistake, and he's owned the mistake, and I think he, his apology was, was, was wholehearted. You know, and then that's what more can you do? And he, and he said he's, he's willing to learn and, 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 uh, and learn from uh, like learn from it himself, which is a wonderful thing. But that's that's what this needs to be about. It needs to be a conversation around that, not just about the punishment and, and the severity of the punishment, four weeks. You know, um, I was surprised at the length, but I mean, that's got, you know, I've got, I've got nothing to say. You know, I don't want any input on that. I mean, that's, yeah. um, that's the judiciary, um, uh, Yes, But I, I just want to say, first and foremost, Marcelo shouldn't be made to be the villain here. I mean, he's, he's he's owned his mistake, which is like a wonderful thing in itself. He, he, yeah. he stood up and owned it. That's, that's,
0: that's, 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 a, that's a first step, you know? Um, yeah, as you say, Marcelo, it was um, obviously a bit of a, a heat of the moment, probably a throwaway remark that was a mistake on his part. Um, probably, for me, more disappointing is the reaction from the sort of fan base that didn't think that, it was a big deal at all that it, you know, didn't deserve even any attention at all. Um, you've spoken really eloquently in the past, particularly when Israel Falao made his um, anti-gay comments on social media, and and um, you know, you, you talked about the damaging impact this sort of thing can have on young and vulnerable people. It's not so much about who he said it to; it's it's about you know someone that might be struggling to deal with their sexuality.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, I. I, I... You know, I don't want to, the consequences of, 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 of the knock-on effect of, of these types of comment can be catastrophic. I mean, I am not. I don't want to start quoting figures, but I mean, just with trans kids, trans kids are 11 times more likely to self-harm or, or, or suicide. Um, the LGBT um, uh, uh, kids are like, it's up to five times more likely. I mean, we, we now thought the consequences of this type of, of ongoing behaviour are more, uh, off the cuff remarks, you know, they, they have dire consequences, and I don't know. I, I mean, I think everyone knows what I'm like. I'm talking about here, and like I go. Sometimes we need to, to to use hard language, but it, you know, there quite literally are uh, kids in the suburbs, and regional areas, killing themselves, mate. And I'm not, and, and I'm like, I'm not pointing the finger here, here, but I, I, I just think. Um, yeah, there, 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 there needs to be. This is a good. Le- I keep saying, is this, this could be a good learning
0: point to the NRL if, if, if there's any future indiscretions. Yeah, um, and it is the first sort of real incident for probably eight years in our game to this sort of extent. Um, you've been an educator for the NRL diversity program since 2017. Um, do you still have any involvement there? And um, and if so, was this the sort of situation where you thought the NRL might sort of reach out to you?
3: Oh, I mean, I've, um, you know, I think it, when there's, particularly within men's contact sports within Australia, whenever, whenever there's an incident you know, around uh, uh, the LGBTQIA+ um, community, I'm kind of your go-to there. So I fully expect that. You know, I, uh, and there's not, there's, there's not, a, there's, there's no issue. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't mind making comment because I, I believe this has to be an ongoing, an ongoing conversation. You know, it's you need to sometimes. You know, you need to poke the bear. You need to remind people. That, you know, I mean, I, like I said, you, you, you spoke about. Uh, well, I'm part of a program called Think About It, which is a, an inclusion diversity program within the NRL, and we it's a theatre sports program. We talk on all these. You know, we have scenes on all these awkward situations that people don't want to be talk about or involved you know misogyny about bullying about uh, simple things about what's a safe space i mean um you know a safe space for you and i is very different to someone who might have a disability or someone who's transitioning or or, or someone who's um leading a a closeted gay life i mean uh so yeah we, we touch on all those all those issues um then nine times out of ten, the players we get up involved in the scenes, navigate and negotiate the, uh, the scenes quite well. And sometimes they don't. But it's, a, it's also a good—it's a good way to um, to have a conversation. We break the scenes down after it, and, it, and it's good community building. It's, it's about allowing people to talk about that—that—that that, that, that stuff that's a bit uncomfortable to talk about normally. And you know, we we use a lot of humour in that. We like to think by the end of the session, you know. Uh, we've made them laugh, made them cry, and made them think. So,
0: you know, but it's a good um, community-building event, session. Um, And lastly, and it's it's 27 years since you uh, publicly came out, which was obviously such a a massive, um, you know, milestone, I guess, for for the gay community and and an incredible thing for the game and such an overwhelmingly positive thing um, since then. We've seen uh, referee Matt Chechen uh, come out as well, and there's obviously several... um, Gay female players in NRLW that are that are, are openly um, gay, and do you think that in the men's game that you know we've sort of created an, a space for acceptance? That if anyone was to do what you did all those years ago, do you think that it you know we've got an environment that would support that?
3: Well, well I'd like to think you know potentially it's a safer space now for you know for, for anyone who, who might who might be a part of the LGBTQ. A plus community playing sport, it, you know. I, I, I'd like to think it, it, it definitely is a safer community, and, and potentially they would feel much safer about uh, about being honest and, and about it coming out if, if they if they wanted to. Um, I, I you know, um, I, I think you'd be naive to think that there weren't any uh, any. Uh, Gay or, or bisexual men playing uh, men's contact sport <laughs> in, in the professional levels. Um, you know, like uh, Josh Cavaliero, uh, as I said earlier, um, a young man playing the A League for uh, Adelaide United came out early in the year. It was fantastic. It was, and it was so well. Accepted and it was embraced by all the sporting codes, but particularly the A League was fantastic in the way they, they that they embraced him and 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 supported him. Um, so you know, like yeah, not before time, but you know, like in saying that, also, it's like people have to feel safe um, when doing it. So I'm, I'm I'm not saying there's going to be a flood of of in the men's sport. There's not going to be a flood of men coming out, but you know, um, slowly sliding, mate.
0: Um, and a huge thanks to Ian Roberts for for joining uh, the podcast. Briefly, um, absolute honour to talk to him.
2: What, that guy is tougher than the fact that those hits. How tough do you have to be to come out in 1995 and admit you're gay in that in yeah. that whatever you call it, the, the the game of rugby league in that year. That is way tougher than any hit he put on anyone during the game. I reckon. Um, it's, always,
1: it's always been tough dudes like that, whether it's racial, homophobic, you know, who, who yeah. step up and then things come yeah. off the back of it, you know. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: it's done on. an incredible amount of work in that space as well. If you ever get a chance to read his autobiography, which was released in 1997, it's fucking incredible. Such a great book. Yeah. Uh,
2: jump on any time, Ian, if you're listening.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I to have him on and and just a great bloke as well. And had some uh, great stuff to say, so thanks for his insights. Uh, Fonz has got to shoot in, in a few minutes, but uh, before he goes, Anzac Day game. It's my favourite game of the year. How
2: do yeah. you, guys, you guys get up for this one? I've got a, I got a few mates. I've got a couple of mates coming around, actually, up to the ranch, up to the dude uh-huh. ranch. We're gonna um, They've been wanting to catch up the last couple of weekends. said, so, hey, how about you roll up Anzac Day and watch some Wild Wilds with me? Oh, nice. So, yeah, but it's 7 o'clock at night, isn't it? Which I'm just about. Is it a bit later for us, Brad? Maybe yeah, be,
3: yeah.
2: be nine. nine for you, nine for you yeah. guys. Is yeah. it? Well, maybe I'll, I might I might usher them out the door. <laughs> I thought it was an afternoon game. I was like, right, oh, this is sweet. I'm gonna go and watch the skin up in bed, you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> off, <your> <laughs> I'm gonna shoot off. <laughs> so what? So you got to shoot. Uh, you've still got work to do on this Friday afternoon, Hans. Oh, What's your thoughts? Give us a little breakdown on what you think, Can and will happen.
1: Oh, look, I mean, the storm of the, the complete article, aren't they? They touched up Cronulla um, mm. the other week. And the thing that struck me watching that game is they're, they're alert and ready to come at you relentlessly every play. Yeah. You know, and, and we have plenty of defensive lapses and errors in our 17, right? So they're going to score some tries. They're going to score some tries. And, um our yardage problem needs some work, and Brownie said he's going to try and fix that, which is great, but um, the Bromwich brothers are supposedly back for the storm this week after a week off with COVID, so I don't see us getting on top of the yardage game. And so, you know, you've got to look at it and say at the moment we're a work in progress, and they're the complete article, and they should beat us by, you know, 20, 30 points. Right? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's the truth of it. Um, yeah. That said, we got some clutch players in our team, like a, a team with our spine is capable of pulling some tries out of nowhere. And we saw Reese Walsh just come in and caution to the wind, put several tries on Melbourne last year. Um, and so all, all I want to see is um, our edge defence in particular just not leak like a sieve, you know, make, mm-hmm. them, earn, make them earn it, make them earn the win. Yeah. Um, I don't mind if they do, like I said, exploit a few tries through defensive lapses as long as it's just not a complete total capitulation. Um, Who is
2: facing up against Olam this week? What side's he? Fons? Is he facing up against Pompey or the other side, Arthurs? Jeez, you're um, testing me now. So hang on. So Olam
0: be up against Pompey, yeah. No. He'll be up against Arthurs.
2: Arthurs, Dallin. Yeah. And so who's Olem's the edge back row of that side?
1: Ours or theirs? Ours. I'm thinking defense. And it's We're trying to well, Sir, it it's Serenin again. Zero as named. That could change, but zero as named. Yeah.
0: And is there their the second row. They got Carfosi on the right. Don't they?
2: Yeah. One one thing I'll give zero. He can tackle. He can. Yeah. yeah so I'm actually quite comfortable with that. With <laughs> zero being there. The way that we've jagged
0: these. I know it's a long time now. We haven't won in Melbourne since 2014. But the way that we have got those wins is by keeping it a low score. Like, we're not going to win a shootout against them where we win 30-28. We need them slightly off. Yeah, and, and just, to, you know, defending like our lives depend on it and keeping the score low and then hoping we're still in it towards the end of the game. I mean, we almost got that win. We're what rock- was that last year? Uh, oh, we got a bit of a touch-up. It was 42-20. day Walsh debuting to, uh, got us a few points on the board with that Mamalo hat-trick. But... Um, yeah, the, the 2019 game was, was the one that comes to mind. Uh,
1: mm, Rod right. was out.
0: Uh, we had Torhu at 5 8 because Black Green was out. And we just just dug in and we were robbed by a, a dud penalty that squared up the game. And then Croft kicked a field goal. But that's exactly the kind of spirit they need to bring. And we do have those, you know, those X Factor guys like Johnson or Walsh that can come up with something, you know, and hopefully get us over the line if we'd cause an upset. I think a, you know, an honourable loss would be more than satisfactory.
2: That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say next. An honourable loss, I'd be happy with this weekend because I was a little bit, I was with them touching up the Sharks, I was hoping the Sharks were closer to them than they actually are last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was that's, a little bit, I was a little bit, play, but yeah. So um, I,
0: don't, I don't. It's don't just shutting to... shutting down Munster and Hughes's running game is is going to be massively crucial, and like Munster was just another another world on another planet last week. Hughes destroyed us last year with his running game. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bloodbath down our left edge. So it's just you know,
2: where are we going to win it? If we do Jagger win, where are we going to win it? What are we going to attack in the Melbourne Storm? Are we going that side with Remy Smith and the likes?
0: I think it's disrupting there. Their structure, isn't it, in defence? Yeah. Like that's you know, I don't know the game's changed a lot, obviously, but that's how we've won in the past with that sort of little bit of warriors footy from time to time. Um,
1: it's one of those, it's one of those things where like we we're averaging 15, 20 points a game. Stormer averaging twenty five thirty, you know. So if we if we're going to beat them, we're going to have to play a you know, a high risk game where we're using the ball and all all the things we we're talking about earlier in terms of shape and, you know, um and hope it sticks and that we mm. can we can do that more complicated game and also complete at ninety percent. You know, that's yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. that's what that's what it comes down to. You've got to take your chances to use the ball because three tries won't beat Melbourne. You need five. No. You know, so so you've got to use the ball so you can try and get five tries and just hope it all sticks and you get hit on the ass by a rainbow and you come out with a 90-something percent completion rate and um, one of their spine gets injured in the first 10 minutes of the game. <laughs>
2: that's yeah, what Are the Bromwich brothers the force they were? I'm looking at – is Kenny more of a force than old mate brother these days? He's, Jesse? You just about say he's at least as
0: valuable way.
2: Are they as good? I was hoping I was hoping you'd say they're fading. I really uh, was hoping think, you'd say they're I think fading.
0: They're slightly on the other side of peaking, but they're still better.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. if you put them in our team, they're our second and third best forwards. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, <Yeah. laughs> <You know, like, laughs> right. Um, yeah, vehicle, yeah. vehicle. It's, it's You've a come a to a dead end, there, Brad. Damn I would, But but if but again, if we if we had Tohu, right, yeah. Um, you know, I put Tohu ahead of either of those guys. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we shouldn't forget how much we're missing there. Like, he's on about 800K, and he's worth every yeah. cent of it. So, you know, that's nearly 10% of your salary cap on the sidelines. When he comes back, it's it's a massive hit for us.
3: He so, yeah. Hey,
1: Kenny. I don't, I, I don't mind if we go down here at all. Um, no. Then, then no. who we got the week after? Is it? Raiders. Yeah, the oh, Raiders. Oh, is it the Raiders? Nice. Raiders and are. They're
2: they so all we, sorts.
1: So, if we come through this without – Total humiliation and then roll into Raiders and beat them and then we're four and four and Torha's back the week after that, they reckon. Um is that then right? yeah, like four and four, Torha's back, the spines had six weeks together, you know, like it starts yeah it nice. starts starts looking okay, you know. So yeah, no no big stress. Hey, by they the drop way this
2: game injury free is
1: yeah, what we'd yeah. hope for. Yeah, and and um we've continued to show that we're improving every week. Whether or not that's a win doesn't matter, but we're yeah. improving every week. That's all. That's all we need. That's all we ask, isn't it? And that's, and that's all I expect. So, actually, to be honest, I expect this to get absolutely tout. is my <laughs> opinion. Like, if, if, if you're asking me... Where's yeah, my t- so do I,
2: yeah. Where's I'd, my... T- I'd, I'd love to get that 20 points we got last year. I'll yeah. be happy to get the 20 points. Like, I don't care what the Storm get. Let's just... Get, Oh, is that yeah. holy roly hey hey, what are these kids up to? The, the Warriors
1: um, the worries fans agree. But I mean, yeah, to me, if I was putting ten bucks <laughs> if I was putting ten bucks on it, I'm going like um like a complete blowout against us. yeah is what I would do. But you know, I'm not confident in either way.
2: So before um, your bail fonds, when are you yeah. coming over? What game are you eyeing up to come to New Zealand for to join me and will at a game?
1: Yeah, no, good question, man. I haven't got that far. So the first one sold out, I think, which is fantastic.
2: Um, I, th- I think we've got yeah you, snapped, we've got five up tickets.
0: tickets we're not we're not quite sure what our plan is but I just jumped on a few tickets to uh, just to secure our spot to the first
1: there, game
0: right? yeah mm, awesome
1: so, so I, always said, I I'd always said I'd always said I target the last game yeah, um, yeah. and um, if you guys are thinking of the last game by the way and you buy tickets just get an extra one I'll pay for it you know don't care in fact I might just buy one now you know like um, oh but, you can uh, pay
2: for ours too. <laughs>
1: Mate, I'm, I'm paying for, <laughs> I'm paying for flights and accommodation. You're, you're... So
2: the last game of the season, is that what we're doing, Fons? Oh,
1: that's that's what I like to do. I haven't asked the boss yet.
2: Yeah, 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 sweet. Uh,
0: well, well, I don't, I'll, do, give, I'll give I'll give her a text. Yet.
2: I've got a number. I've got a number. I'll text her soon, mate. Um, Ruth, Ruth will probably shout you over. <laughs> yeah, and then do a little. Bring the Farno over, mate. Bring the Farno and do a trip south. Oh, mate, no you wouldn't can do go that. down through Christchurch and then come down to the Dude Ranch. Yeah, you're yeah. going to need to take a good month off,
1: I think, Tom. I've, so I've brought the family over, and we did, um, just before COVID, we went to a wedding, because I've got some got a friend who married a girl who is from Terrace in the South Island in Wanaka. Oh, yeah, my yeah. mate's
2: actually off to his sister's 40th birthday in Taras tonight. Right okay.
1: <laughs> and um, they had a big sheep station out there, so um, we went to a... The wedding there and i took the family over and we did a week and we well, 10 days i think we went up towards the west coast and stuff so i've done it before and i'd love to do it again but um yeah i've just started a new job as well so that's added an extra layer of um sort of yeah. challenge to it where it's hard to sort of nip off for a week that's why i'm quite keen to just do it myself do it for the weekend you know and um yeah, yeah. it's just no, a bit easier so we'll see how we go man um, Plenty into that weekend
3: yeah, <laughs> oh, let's oh, let's
2: let's pencil in that weekend. We'll talk. What's your what, what's your lovely wife's name?
1: Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. So Fonzie, Fonzie oh, what was Fonzie's Fonzie.
2: missus? What was Ricky, Richie Cunningham's sister's oh, name? Oh, did Fonzie even did Fonzie uh, have he had the soft spot for Richie Cunningham's sister? Oh uh, yeah. So we have to make up this picture in our mind of Oh, Pinky
0: Pinky Tuscadero.
1: Right. right. So, so, before I go,
2: well, you, you've been
1: doing some um, mainstream media appearances lately. Mm. You, you had Michael Burgess oh, on on, on, me, on your show, and you know you've got some, um, you know, you've got you've had some very mainstream gigs. Do you want to talk about that at all? He was on the
2: ECNZ oh, okay. the other day.
0: Yeah, thanks, for, as all, Mike, Mike Burgess, a good mate of mine, for, uh, works at the Herald, has done for a long time. And he's, he's he's a straight-out good journo, Mike Burgess. He's a really good journo. Oh, yeah. I wish I could keep keep my cool like he does. He's <laughs> um, and a very good journalist and writer as well, um, and a good bloke. But, yeah, no, I always love having him on. And I was lucky enough to jump in and do a couple of minutes on SENS Radio with um, Staffy. Staffy? Stabby uh, looks like a hard shot.
2: He looks
0: yeah, like, he I, like a good bugger, Stabby. I, I listened to Gearing Up for the Big Appearance. I, I haven't listened to a lot of scenes, but no, good content. Man, I are talking a lot of Warriors um, on Monday. It was great. They also, do, because
1: I was going to say... I, was and, yeah, it's
0: good.
1: I was going to say, I, I think I'm going to be on there on Monday pre-game. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, Are you? shout yeah. out to Sense. Yeah, oh, mate. Once once you're affiliated with this Warriors Life, a whole bunch of stuff starts <laughs> happening for you. So.
0: Oh, I see. I saw he, uh, the producer sent me a message, and then I saw it come through a couple of minutes after he tweeted at you. So I <laughs> he didn't hear back from you. He's like, I, I, I give this uh, this other guy. He's probably trying to find Brad on on
2: LinkedIn. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, well,
3: what, what what's going
2: on? He'll really? ring me when he he'll ring me when he wants a bloody dick. De- done <laughs> yeah or some like building. Time, yeah nah. he
1: thinks he thinks you're still tied up with that archaeological
2: dig you got going on <laughs> oh, I've got another one I found another one this week Fons. I'll post that picture an original That one that you sent yes It's still got the done? bear in it that's still got the bear in it was it in the ground no a mate had has given it to me gifted it to me uh, yeah
3: yeah Wait, that is, that's pink, a
2: pink, great, pink, great drink it so we might have it um you're down queen's birthday weekend aren't you well so that might be our next grapple grapple pod eh? queen's birthday yep. weekend will's going to cool. be on site at the dude ranch But of in game
1: yeah sounds good sounds very good all right i've got to jump you boys keep rolling as as long as you like and uh i look forward to catching up with the rest of it no doubt you start sledging me as soon as i get off but um
2: Great to great to catch up with both of you guys and, and um, just just stand up and show me the footy shorts. You got the footy shorts on there. Yeah. I've done you a little parade of my um jeans. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. They <laughs> <See>, look <laughs> at those mil-
0: those milky white thighs. What you yeah. been doing? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm an office worker, mate. I, you
2: know,
1: <laughs> yeah. These days and, and it hasn't. It's been raining in Sydney for about four months. We dead set haven't <laughs> it, eight, has, eight? Eight? it
2: has a it has. Oh
1: Jesus, you know yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, it's um, it's yeah, they, they are a bit milky white, but I'm, I'm going away this weekend, so hoping to get a yeah, little nice, bit mate. of sun. All oh, right, legend. Hope
2: you and Pinky have a good weekend, mate. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> so um, hey buddy. All right. Thanks um, for your time, bruv
1: So do, you're gonna to need to cut this bit, well too. Do I just hang up, or what happens here?
0: Yeah, I'll just start recording again if it stops the evidence.
1: All
2: right, I'll, I'll first sort
0: first. it out, Fonts.
2: I'll <laughs> sort it out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, legend.
0: Jeez, Fonzie, what a bloke.
2: Eh? Oh, such an asset. Yeah. Such an asset. Good dude. Can't wait to actually physically meet the dude and g- give him a hug. Like yeah. I'm, I'm quite comfortable with my sexuality. I'll, I'll happily give the Rally a hug. And Pinky. Yeah, how, can't how wait tall, to meet Pinky. How tall do you reckon Fonzie is? Do you reckon
0: we're going to like meet him and go to hug him and like he's just wrapping his Dude, no, he's round out like, way. Or vice versa, like he's like six seven. I want to know how big he is. He's either
2: going to be five foot six or six seven, eh? I just hope he's our size. I can't wait to because he's a little bit like that rapper MF Doom at the moment. I can't wait to unmask him. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's such a. I reckon it's it's all a ploy. It's nothing about wanting to like yeah
3: you know,
0: be modest or stay sort of anonymous.
2: It's it builds his mystique. Because it's funny because I've. I've totally ripped off. My name's actually not Brad Larkin. I've ripped off this poor dude on Facebook and social media who is Brad Larkin living his life, and I'm living (laughs) vicariously through him. I'm actually this overweight dude called Andre Adamson that lives in Takapuna. I haven't got four acres in Dunedin. (laughs) That's not me. So I'm just ripping off this, um, this guy, Brad Larkin, in Dunedin. And you, I know you're not what you're putting out. I'm looking at you now, and you're definitely not what you're putting out there.
0: Yeah, I've actually got a flowing, flowing mane of hair. Yeah, flowing mane of hair.
2: And how long, how long ago did you get that leg amputated?
0: Uh, oh, I think it's been six or seven years <laughs> now, six. but I mean, yeah. you know
2: if you get gout too many times that's what happens oh that's it yeah you drink enough piss you lose a leg diabetes um anyway (laughs) what are we up to
0: uh anzac day games brad have you got any uh, i don't know you probably don't sort of bury the specific games away in the memory bank to the same extent that i do do you have any that that come to mind i have one really frustrating memory that's not so much
2: about the game i have that ripper that you spoke of earlier that where we took in the dub team, we thought we are going to lose by 80, and we done all right. Other than that, you know me, my my brain, my memory is yep. not that great. So when it comes to – you're the history man. What have you got? So the,
0: there's the great wins from 2011 and 2014 uh, to a couple of my favourites of yesteryear. Yeah, uh, There are they're only two Anzac Day victories, actually. Um, but the one that sticks in my mind um, – and it's because of where I was. was 2013, we were up in um, up in Queensland for a wedding. This is when I lived in Brisbane. Uh, up in Mullaney, which is a beautiful part of the world, um, kind of like real bushy and not quite like you you think of Queensland beaches. It's kind of a couple of hours north of Brisbane and in the in the bushland. Yeah. Uh, wedding for friends, and we stay. And so Anzac Day, we were staying in like a airbnb or whatever whatever everyone no no foxtails so i couldn't watch the game so my plan was to go to the pub in the morning watch the replays on at like 10 a.m so i went down to the pub there um you know quiet no one there it's like oh we've we come here to watch the um the warriors game is that all right and the the uh the bartender lady was quite shirty um just, i don't know just had a real real attitude about it. i'm like well, we'll you know we'll buy a couple of drinks and we'll just sit quietly. Not going to mess bitch. up the place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and um, and she, you know I was like, you know, do, is that alright? Do you mind switching over the channel because we're not on the right channel? And yeah, just had a real, real attitude about it. And you know, but I was polite and everything. And then as <laughs> I walked, up, I, was, I was like, thanks. And she's and as we walked away, she goes, I don't know why you bother. You know what's going to happen anyway. And, I was, <laughs> and honestly uh, i was furious and I'm, so now that you know i'm like okay well we don't win she must have seen it or whatever it was a f- absolute cliffhanger uh we we, we lead with we we still led with nine minutes to go we uh storm scored off a fourth pass and then sealed it with a try a couple of minutes to go sensational game but this whole game i'm sitting there sort of knowing that we don't get up in the end. Something this lady knew. Oh, oh Heather. Heather behind the bar. I was,
2: yeah, it still winds me up. It's nine years ago. I'm still not over it. So, so that's the one that sticks in your memory because a horrendous bar chick in Mulaney. Yeah. W- mm. I, just, I hope she's... Uh, that's a shame.
0: I, yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, it, otherwise it's my favourite game of the year. How uh, many... How long have we played the Storm on Anzac Day? What year did that 2009 start? 2009 was the first one. Was it? Yeah, Golden Point draw it was. Yeah, sure. Um, actually, I was, I was revisiting it. I did a great Anzac Day moments article for Labbrokes the other day, and uh, so I looked at, that, looked at the highlights of that game. Unbelievable finish. It got to the last play pretty much of Golden Point. We were set up, uh, atrocious conditions. Lance Ohio slots the field goal. It goes upstairs. Um, and they detect a little Stacey Jones knock-on in the lead-up and it's uh, in a draw, yeah. So it was pretty wild.
2: Eat a bowl of dick, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was,
0: yeah. but it was, yeah, it's, it's a, we have had a, some real hidings on this day, so it can be a bit deflated, but, man, we've had some either epic wins or real gutsy. Pretty
2: tough task. To be, that's who your Anzac game is, Melbourne Storm every year. It's a tough ask. Yeah. Of course we're going to be on the the losing side of that. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, at least least there's zero expectation going into a game like this. A result, any sort of result, like, you know what you're going to end up with as long as we just don't make dicks of ourselves. That's all you want to go on to Anzac Day against the Storm.
0: Yeah. I'm excited about it. I think, you know, I'm just excited for us to give a good account of ourselves and yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Well, I'm reasonably happy with where the season's at and how everyone's going with, with the cattle that we've got. And yeah. Uh, Yeah. So before we embarrass ourselves too much by talking about the Warriors for too long without Fonzie here to sort of, as a safety blanket, um, we want to sort of renew our music chat, which we do from time to time. And I've, I, um, yeah, guilty pleasures is something that I, I know that you will be a rich area for you, Brad. Uh, Hang on. What what have you got in this department? Well, I've got a whole,
2: um, I've got a whole playlist on my Spotify called The Guilty Pleasure. And I don't really, it's not one you, you like to share too often with people, but what am I going to roll here? Sorry, I'm just trying to scroll through. There it is. Good, guilty pleasure. But, um, Bit of five, keep on moving.
3: Oh, that
2: is a, a GP. Absolute banger. So that there was, before we used to go for a surf on the coast, it would all be getting in our wetsuits in there and everyone would be dancing to a bit of five, just on the on the side of the thing. Uh, every some time some the trumpets, Jason Garulo. Garulo. I hear Garulo. Yeah, no, that's another terrible one. This is a banger too. Sorry, this is. I'm not even ashamed of this. Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. yeah. Shake it off. Yeah. This is a party starter, mate. If you're in a shed with half a dozen drunk dudes, we're into it. I will tell you, this this playlist of mine, it's going to get Thrash Queen's birthday weekend when you're down.
0: Hey, well, if we can sort of meld it together with uh, with mine, we're going to have a great one. Mm. What do you got? Uh, I just got two that spring immediately to mind. There's definitely more, but um, so absolutely love SOS by Abba. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: man, <laughs>
3: uh, actually,
0: is that the one that
2: breaks down into a real rad little
0: part? There's an Abba song. Got a, it's got a cool bridge and it's got an amazing chorus. It's just yeah, uh, incredible. Um, the one where that really fits into the guilty pleasure, no indie cred whatsoever is um I'm a huge fan of Keisha's TikTok. my mostly-
2: favorite. Huh? <laughs> Keisha. Yeah. Gee, that chick needs a shower, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, that song I just got I, I I expect to finally not like it and then each time I hear it I'm like, nah, it's got me quite right? yeah. You Weird. Know. Well,
2: next week I'll 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 produce a um Ever uh, song that I love, I, I can't find it just off the cuff here now. But there's one ever song that uh, I I can't get enough of, and maybe we have a little ever when you turn yeah. up here. Yeah. But um well. if we win this weekend, I am going to be playing Min Cara Pilsner by Disco Dragon, which is a bit.
3: <laughs> ooh,
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. It's it's a terrible song, but holy Christ, it gets a knee going. We'll uh, put up well, I say we, I. Brad
0: goes and plays PlayStation after this and I see. I'm
2: about to cook a couple of sizzlers actually, cheesy sizzlers.
0: I'll uh, put these songs we've talked about into a into a little Spotify playlist, embedded in the article for this uh, podcast. And if you
2: really feel like it you can go and check out our TWL's Guilty Pleasures. Yeah, and that's us for the week. And any any Warriors competitors, we're coming at you.
0: Um, yeah, big thanks to Fons, big thanks to Ian Roberts, and of course to you, Brad. Always great to chat, mate. And can't wait for oh, Queen's birthday can't come soon enough, mate.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a good weekend. Hey, thanks, listeners. Yeah,
0: cheers. Uh, yeah, we uh, wouldn't do it if there wasn't the. The few people out there that seem to to get something out of it, so you know.
2: Uh, we we appreciate all eight of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, appreciate the messages and support and all that. Enjoy a long weekend and hopefully it uh, peaks on Monday night.